What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we get into our very last episode for Black History Month. And we are excited because we have some very special guests to, to roll in the episode with. Um, they don't need no introduction, but I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> um, please welcome Jazz and Kat from Girl That's Scary. What's up, what's up, girl? Hey. Howdy. Hey. <laughs> <in> this thing. <laughs> we in here. <laughs> I browse on fleek, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Looking real good. We love it. We love it for us this month and always, but especially in february um thank you guys so much for being here um we this is our this is your guys' first time on our show although we have been on your show before and we had a blast if anybody hasn't listened to that episode yet i don't I, what are we doing i don't i don't know what to say <laughs> the episode but. is such a good time i go back and listen to that if i'm having a bad day <laughs> I go back because I, I don't remember. All I remember is the twerculator and then, you, you know, because Masters of Horror was so chaotic. I, that was I'm a journey. Rat, rat face man. And I'm like, wow. And I laugh every time. <laughs> Just send help. That was a journey, but that was a good time. I enjoyed breaking that down. Needless to say, if you guys haven't listened to it yet, please go check that out uh, because we cover both seasons of Masters of Horror, which was not an easy thing to do mm -mm. i shall say mm -mm. y'all um, welcome for everybody who doesn't have to watch <laughs> all them episodes anymore y'all welcome from truly. all of us <laughs> <laughs> truly um but since you guys haven't been on our show yet this gives us the chance to to ask all the questions ask you guys first of all what was your introduction to horror and also how did girl that's scary start Yeehaw. Okay. I'll take this one. <laughs> uh, well, I'll take the, I, I guess I'll talk about my intro. You can talk about your intro. Then I could talk about, you know, how we got started. All right. So, hey, y'all, uh, I am Jazz, the 40 ounce connoisseur. And my mama really was wilding back in the day and was taking me to see horror films. Like I went to see Scream in theaters. I was six. And... <laughs> I'm like, wow, she took me to see Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003. She used to like be my road dog to watch movies. And the, like, cause I'd be like, yeah, mom, I want to see that. And she'd be like, yeah, all right. <laughs> and I'm like, for real? And she'd be like, yeah, whatever. She let me read whatever I wanted. I got to, I was just able to do, cause she was like, ah, oh, you're mature. You're fine. You, you could just read these fucking books. So yeah, I was reading all the horror books, all the Tommy knockers, watching Salem's lot and shit. I was just having the time of oh my, my life, <laughs> like being scared, but also having a really good time. And then the whole family around Halloween, we always sit around the big back TV and watch the horror marathons on TV. Good times. And we go to haunted houses. Ashbury Farms hey. in Richmond, if you don't know. Yes. Well, hey, y'all. 
This is Kat. Um, my mama also got me into horror. Actually, both my parents, but mostly my mom. My dad's like more into like horror sci-fi. Um, but she's really into like gut you up, rooted to the to the like. She's also not. She. I'm more of the. The ending can be real sad, and everyone can die. And she's like, no, it's gotta be a happy ending. Someone's gotta get out. So she's one of those. Um, <laughs> but it's always been a good time. Nightmare on Elm Street. She used to play that all the time. Um, I think slashes are really her bag. We're really in a zombie. Zombie thing is a thing in our family. Period. Like we always have a thing. Like, let's go. Okay, we get to the door and it's like, <laughs> damn, you taking a long time. If anybody else would have came, like if we had zombies behind us right now, we would have died. So that's a real, <laughs> that's a real thing. Um, and then I guess as for how we met, um, or how Girl That Scary started, we've been friends for a while. And Jasmine used to be on a um. Another podcast um, called The Link Up. And then I did the, they asked me to do the intro for The Link Up. And it was like, hey, y'all, this is The Link Up. Like, it was just all this little stuff, my little voice. And then so um, <laughs> one day um, after other people were like, I think you should be on radio. And I'm like, girl, what does that mean? Um, so I had said to Jazz, Jazz, I want to do a podcast, but I don't want to talk to myself because I don't know how to do that. So um, do you want to do it with me? And she was like, great. And then, you know, Two years later, in some change, here we are, baby toddlers out here kicking shit. And now we're about to be three-year-olds climbing <laughs> on things because developmentally appropriate actions. Yep, and yelling <laughs> at people. <laughs> well, y'all are killing the game. Yes. Big fan. Big fans, huge fans, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's awesome, though. I love hearing how people like started the podcast mm -hmm. and i love when it's just like do you want to do this or not and then everyone's like yeah we can do this i feel like that's, and then it that, works out that's been a couple of the people that we've had the, the chance to ask is like it typically it's like two friends or however many friends are just like you want to do this and the other friend's like yeah let's do this and I fast forward a couple years and they go in strong and you just love to see it like i love hearing the same story from so many like wonderful different content creators because it's just like yo let's go let's get this together y'all <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> let's go power of friendship power of power friendship mm -hmm. yes guys link it up like captain planet we about to say the word <laughs> <laughs> the power is yours <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of speaking of other podcasts we are continuing on our um, shout outs that we've been doing all month. As you guys know, we have been shouting out other black content creators or other black podcasts that we are huge fans of and that we want the homies to go check out just to share the love. So since you guys are our guests, would you guys like to shout out some of your fave? Yes, of course. You know, I'm always here to shout out the kinfolk. Um, this mm -hmm. is important. Mm -hmm. So somebody did the work for me, actually. Um, let me quote tweet them. Horror in the City, shout out to you. Um, they were like, hello, here's some Black podcasts. And these are podcasts that we shout out all the time. All the time. First of all, the anti-critic at the anti-critic. That's Marco S's critic. He makes like Halloween playlists, all kinds of fun shit. Brother Ghoulish. He is at Brother Ghoulish on everything in his tomb. He tells stories, does podcasts. He's we've been on his show. We linked up for some panels over Black History Month. You can check those out at Dress Central, you know, whatever. Um, Gray himself. He does like conspiracy, not conspiracy, but fan fiction theories, deep dives into movies like, well, what if this happened? Um, that's always a, yes. 
Great Matter on Instagram. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Blurdy Massacre is fresh. If y'all know about Nightmare on Fierce with Sheree and Trent, but Sheree is on there. Brother Ghoulish and Zero Gravity, if you don't know her, she is IDK Gravity on pretty much everything. Streams, plays horror games, cosplays, all kinds of fun shenanigans. Also, pull up on Afro Horror Podcast if y'all ain't pulling up on them. And also, Dank and Deadly podcast pull up on them mm-hmm. um so that's a lot of folks you can follow right now today okay guys please go check them out and i would also like to say um brother ghoulish on tiktok killing the game <laughs> killing the game me in stitches. <laughs> so if you're looking for someone to follow on tiktok and you want to laugh and get your horror content in i mean Come on. Come on. I'm turning his internet off. I'm actually taking the phone from him. <laughs> he's not allowed to do stuff no more. <laughs> and he's not far from us either. So it makes it even funnier that I know he's like 40 minutes or 30 minutes away, literally dancing in a club. Like, how you coming in here with the center bites because they got a trap beat? What is going on? <sighs> oh, man. It's good. It's good stuff. Are you guys on TikTok? Girl. Okay, no. All right, I'm an auntie. <laughs> like, I don't know about y'all. My 20s are gone. And, you know, and I know other people be on TikTok, but that's so much social media. But where's my time going to go? When am I going to play Candy Crush? Like, that's important. You, you know, I'm bad. not. Because these kids, these children are funny. And I'd be like, wow, y'all are hilarious. <laughs> it's going to be five hours later. I don't, uh-uh, no. <laughs> I'm still on Neopets. So this is another <laughs> internet thing I got to do. And I ain't got time. Like, I just put my pets in the, in the whole Neo, Neo Lodge. And I'm just going about my day. I can't use no TikToks because I can watch the TikToks. And I feel like I can get the gist. I sound like I'm fucking 85 and I'm not. No, but, no. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. One of these days. Not today, though. But when I come out, it's going to be me. Oh, you ain't going to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be over for everybody else. When Her. I get on top of these trends, because right now I'm late. Like, by the time I get a trend, it's basically over. But when I get on top, it's a wrap. Everybody else sign out because I think I got it. <laughs> I I, needless to say, homies of horror, we do have a TikTok account. There's just no posts on it. Um, <laughs> if you want to follow it in spirit, <laughs> by wanna, all means, yeah, go ahead. Give us some follows and maybe we'll like. It'll inspire us to make content. Like on yeah. <laughs> Y'all need Maybe. to link up with Brother Ghoulish so y'all can do some collabs. Because, you know, Instagram has that thing now where if one person shares it, it can share on both pages. And now I'm just chuckling at y'all doing a collab. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the move. That might be <laughs> But, all right, we have a very um, exciting movie we're talking about today mm-hmm. that we saved specifically to do with y'all. And that movie is Bones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we gave y'all some picks, but uh, we kind of felt like Bones was going to end up being the choice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because you know it was like that. It, it's like that. It's just one of those films. I feel like we're all around the same age group, you know, late 20s, early 30s, where we're falling into, oh, you know, we all remember Bones coming out in the early aughts. Like, and you, everybody knew who Snoop Dogg was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've seen it before. And it was just a really good time. I know it fell under the wave of things like people wanted to you know forget about it but bones is really iconic and people don't feel realize that all the jalo themes all the practical effects it's actually really dope <laughs> they want to mm-hmm. pretend like it's just this random fucking beef flick and it's not mm-hmm. yeah it it's like i i haven't i've seen this movie 
a couple of times, but it's been a while since I've like sat and watched all the way through. And I was, yeah, there was a lot in it that I was like, this is like, this is a lot more than I feel like people like to give it credit for. Cause I, my dad asked me the other day, he was like, how's the podcast going? Like, what are you guys talking about on your next episode? And I was like, oh, we're talking about bones. And he was like, what's that? And I said, oh, it's this movie with Pam Greer. And he was like, Pam Greer. And I said, yeah, and Snoop Dogg. He said, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, what is, this? I've never heard of this movie before. And I was like, well, it's from 2001. I was like, it's not like recent. And he was like, okay, so just, just watch it. Just watch it. Cause that's, I was like, I feel like you have an idea in your mind. And I was like, it's nothing like what you're thinking right now. See, that's wild. Cause I would assume that like everybody at least knows what bones is. Even if you haven't watched it, you've heard of that one, like Snoop Dogg movie, right? Like that's how I think. So I'm like surprised to hear that your dad wouldn't know like any, like I've never heard of that. That's crazy to me. All right. Let's just go ahead and, and get into the breakdown then. Cause I'm, I'm dying to know your guys' thoughts. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, without further ado, homies, we are entering into spoiler territory. So you have been warned. But like we said, today we're talking about Bones from 2001. Uh, this movie was directed by Ernest R. Dickerson, uh, written by Adam Simon and Tim Matcalf, and starring Khalil Kane as Patrick, Merwin Monsier as Bill, Sean Amison as Maurice, Catherine Isabel as Tia, Bianca Lawson as Cynthia, Pam Greer as Pearl, and Snoop Dogg as Jimmy Bones. Jimmy Bones was the baddest brother on the block until his close allies betrayed him and left him for dead. 20 years later, Jimmy's spirit can still be felt haunting the building where he was buried. And when a group of unsuspecting teens purchase the building to turn into a nightclub, they unknowingly stir the wrathful spirit from his sleep and set in motion a series of events 20 years in the making. Insert nosy next door neighbors maggot pizza and stray dogs you shouldn't take home here our film concludes with jimmy bones seeking his revenge from beyond the grave and our group of teens doing everything they can to hold on to their heads also doggy dog brother roll credits So, this is our second Ernest Dickerson movie this month, um, because we did Demon Night. Yes, two weeks. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Two weeks ago. <laughs> this month is going by a little too quick. Uh, yes. Mm. Why can't we have a longer month? Just asking. Um, Holy year. haters! Mm -hmm. <laughs> haters. Three sixty five. Three sixty six. <laughs> leap year. Amen. But I didn't know that. It wasn't until this time watching it. I didn't know that he directed this too. Oh, like, I had I no idea. I had no, no idea. idea. This he needs I, to come on back to horror. Mm -hmm. Agree, because he does some wild, sh some wild shit with this movie. And granted, I've seen this. I've seen Bones like 
at least 10 times throughout the years. Like, I've, this is one of those movies that we all know plays on TV, like, all the time. But I think this was my first time ever paying attention to Bones. Like, actually paying attention from start to finish, like, what is actually happening. And I agree with what y'all were saying in the beginning. Like, there's some cool stuff in this movie. And it gets a bad rep because I think everybody dismisses it as, like, oh, it's just a Snoop Dogg movie. It's like, no, no, no. It's got it's got some heart. It's got some merit. And there are also parts of the movie that were better than what I remembered them being before. Um, mm. Granted, there were also parts that were a little bit worse <laughs> than what I remember. So I'm I'm a, I'm gonna be on both sides of that, but I will defend and attack this movie throughout this. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's very fair. <laughs> but so normally we we do um, a what's in your notebook question to start off. Um, I don't know if you guys took notes while you were watching it, but I'm going to switch it up a little bit and instead ask, so what are your guys' first thoughts when you think of Bones? Jalo. That's the first thing I thought. <laughs> okay, because my history of Bones, when I was younger, I watched it a few times, but then around like 2019, 2020, I watched it again seriously. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a fucking minute hold on. Just like the realizations y'all were having. And I was like, oh no, I just start watching. And it's always free for some reason. It's, like, it's been on mm-hmm. Tubi for like two years. Shit. And I've, I've watched it all the time. We had a watch along a few weeks ago. I'll watch it at any time. If we say, hey, y'all trying to watch Bones, I'd be like, yeah, bet. Hold on, let me get my beer. Like, I'll be right <laughs> back. Um, so it's just like, I like Jalo films. So the bright red blood, the outfits, the velvet, the you know, the drama, the underworld. It gives me like it, the plot doesn't always make the most sense, but that's giving Lucio Fulci or, you know, something like that where the plot kind of gets muddy, but the imagery is what you're drawn into instead. Um, and yeah, and the maggots, of course, because that's big Lucio Fulci, Dario Argento energy. And I was like, not the maggots. It's just, <laughs> it's just giving Black Jalo, and people are not giving it the respect that it deserves because they're like, oh, look at these movies. Yay. And then they're like, ew, bones and holding their nose. Mm-hmm. And I want to fight them. Honestly, truly, like we can engage in fisticuffs. <laughs> <laughs> when I think of bones, um, the answer is always yes. Uh, my first thought is, so when I, even when I saw this as a kid and even now as an adult, um, I feel like this would have been a wonderful bonus story in Tales from the Hood or any other, like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm, in any other anthology situation. Um, and I saw, like, I saw Stupid Dog's House of Horror as a kid. <laughs> That's to do with that information as you will. <laughs> um, and then with this movie, like, I saw this when this came out, like, not immediately when it came out, but we definitely rented this as a Friday night movie at our house. Um, I stand. I truly do. Um, I'm going to always go up for this movie at any time. Like, I know people give it a bad rep. It's not a horrible watch. Think about all them. Also, I'm a huge fan of 2000 horror. So think about all the movies that came around that time. This was not the bottom of the barrel. Okay. This was way better than a lot. And then also, like, it screamed new age black exploitation. Like, I know exploitation films, we hold our nose. Um, but the black exploitation films were lit, like to a certain degree, you know, besides all the shaky shit, like people getting slapped up and the misogyny and all that other crap. Um, but this story kind of held up. Like I actually enjoyed this, had some shaky plot situations, but the story was cohesive. It's something that a lot of people can like kind of connect with terms like the background and new age. It has a fun ghost story. The practical effects was fire. Um, some of the blood, 
But we're just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> we're gonna just just shake this glass through a girl. Like that's it. Like, ooh, gals, beautiful gals. Everybody looks good. And then you got actual vampires like Bianca Lawson. Bitch, you ain't never aging. You was just Ever. a buffy the other day. Ever. How were you just in pretty little liars? Playing a teenager. Playing you a teen. Like a teenager. I can't even play a teen, bitch. And she's like twice my age. She, ma'am. She looks, I expect, I keep, ex- she could have played Rue on Euphoria. Bet you. And nobody would have batted an eye. Nobody would have said anything. Nope. Everyone nope. was like, yep, she's in high school. Like, on her newer show, didn't she still playing like a younger person? And is she on a new show or is she finally playing an adult? I hope the guy. She did. <laughs> she did play an adult on. I think it was Teen Wolf. She played like a counselor or something. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Everything else I've seen her in, she is smooth in school. But I'm okay with like I. I'm really okay with it because I'm like it. I, it tracks. I Look. do believe that you're in, in high school right now. Clearly, there is some magical elixir going through Black Hollywood, and all I'm saying is, in February, spread the wealth. Just send send everybody a little sample pack, just so that we know what it's like to live this vampire life. We're here for it, uh, Erica. Please. Though I, I I would like to know, since since we've asked our lovely guests, what are your initial thoughts about Bones? Because you and I have never talked about this movie. No, we haven't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bones is fun. I think it's a fun movie, and I agree. I the practical effects are really good in this movie. I think that they're really creative. I like the story, and yeah, it's sometimes there are there's shit happening that's not explained, or there's stuff happening where you're like, what is going on right now? But I feel like that's kind of irrelevant to the like the main story is it's it's like right there and that's really all you need to know all that side stuff is just there for for side stuff it has it does touch on some like serious topics and issues but it mixes it in with horror and humor and i could see how for some people maybe that doesn't mesh the way they want it to or is like not moving in the direction that they would like for it and so i get that but i think for what it is like i I have no, I have no qualms. Like, yeah, there are some parts where I'm like, now what? Now who? Now why are we? Are we good? Are you guys okay? <laughs> like, there are some parts where I feel like that, but I think as a whole, it's just a fun movie. Like, I have a good time when I watch it. Okay, okay. What well, about that's fair. you? Uh, I'm like, I'm the same, um, but I think it is. I'm having more fun watching some of these horror movies. Like, I'm putting the the reviewer a little bit back and then just sitting down and trying to embrace some of these movies for what they are and i feel like bones is one of those movies where if you really sit and enjoy for what it's trying to do what it's presenting there's a lot of fun to be had and a lot to be enjoyed um like i said a little bit earlier there are issues of course um one to just get out of the way because we brought it up like twice and like i just want to say it so i'm not like saying it multiple (laughs) times throughout this episode that blood had me shook, y'all. <laughs> that, <laughs> that blood. <laughs> like, Silas, I'm glad that they kept it for the whole for the whole thing. Like, I'm glad that they were at least consistent with it. They're like, this is what it is. This is how much we're getting. This is what it looks like. And they kept that. I was like, all right, fair. But tell me that shit didn't look like just paint. Like, tell me, yeah. that, tell me that did not just look like a bucket of paint that they just chucked. <laughs> I see. I see. I go mean, ahead. Go ahead. No, I see you. This is an open discussion. I mean, safe place. 
It's a Jalo movie. Yeah. That's, that's all I got. Mm-hmm. That it, their blood looks like paint. Literally, I watched um, Cat in the Brain. I think that's Lucio Fulci or something. I feel like it is. And it's based on him walking around doing stuff and he's losing his mind. The literal cans of paint are supposed to be like the blood. And I'm like, this is temper paint. This is Crayola. <laughs> Maybe that's Sharon Williams. What are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? I, yeah, it's definitely meant to be, you know, playing into that Italian horror-esque thing. But I think it's, <laughs> I think it just, uh, it like in the beginning, it's not as noticeable. And then I think as the blood like builds up, it, particularly when he's like cutting the pool table, <laughs> the blood is just spurting out. You're like, Okay. They, okay. They get real bold with it. They got the spotlights on that blood at times. They're they are not shy or ashamed of what the blood looks like. And that's why I said, like, as the movie goes on, you can't help but get used to it because they're not trying to hide it. They're like, mm-hmm. this is what it is. And for that, I respect them. I do. But I'm still saying that blood had me weak in certain <laughs> places. That's all. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> and I could see, I could see for a viewer, maybe like a a more casual horror viewer who is not familiar with like that whole aspect of like horror, that whole genre of like giallo and stuff. Yeah. That would I would be like the budget. You know, if I didn't know that, I would think that that was not a choice. And mm-hmm. I would think, did they think they could? Did they think that I would think that this is blood? But because it is a choice, I, yeah, I think is, I think it's cool. Especially when they do the blood splatter when he kills those guys, and they're, and they're like, oh yeah, it's just on the wall. body prints. <laughs> I love <laughs> that. I love that part. That part was great. Uh, but I'll, oh, I'll yeah. openly admit, like, I'm not a huge, like, I'm not very knowledgeable about Jalo films in general, too. So that could play into my reservations about that style. Maybe it's just something I'm not exposed to enough yet. Uh, But, you know, that was just one of the things that I saw that, like, it really stuck out to me um, this time around. I think if I were to watch the movie again for the 12th time, like, at least now (laughs) that I know I'm expecting that to see that, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't bother me as much. But, like, going into it with, like, a a critical lens, I was like, there's blood, though. Um, but okay, got that. I got that out of the way. I just wanted to get that out before we keep getting forward because, like, I got more positive things to say. That was that was like my biggest negative for this whole movie. I just wanted to get that out the gate immediately. Um, but uh, girl, that's scary. Let let me know how did you feel about the way this movie opens up? Okay, yes, but okay, maybe yes and no because they start off. Don't they start off with a little crime situation? Mm-hmm. These people are trying to buy drugs in this city. I'm like, why do y'all have? First of all, this is a trophy because y'all got these white people in this bad neighborhood trying to buy drugs. With this motherfucker who has his cornrows backwards, mm-hmm. I will never forgive him. <laughs> and I know that was a style. That was a thing. There was he was not the only one who did mm-hmm. that. There were several people who were walking around with their head backwards, looking wild and doing like wild shit. Now, I do like that, okay, outside of the trope, we see the danger and, like, 
upfront. Like, okay, you know how you set a movie up and it's like, okay, so what's the danger? Are we, mm-hmm. what are we, what kind of peril are we going to be in? Upfront, they were like, yeah, we're killing people right now. We're not playing with y'all. The stakes are high. You will not live. <laughs> okay. It's supernatural going on in here. There's a lot going on. So it's like, okay, I love that they set up. This is supernatural. One, two, the stakes are high. You will kill you off rip i did like that didn't like the trope so much but i mean i'll I'll live a lot of movies do tropes most of them do so i mean i could live with that same pretty much same here um i just really had on my big girl pants because i was ready for snoop to come out with this fresh press out and that's (laughs) press and get these people together um also anytime i see clifton powell on my screen (laughs) <laughs> I already know it's going left. We talking about a DC all-star. He's shaky in every movie. I think he's in this movie. I just pretended he was pinky. I just pretended he was pinky <laughs> the whole movie. It's pinky nigga. Like that was, <laughs> that was literally it. That's all I'm doing now. So pinky in the bones movie. <laughs> uh, it's so fun. I know, but I thought that too. I was like, why? Now, why when Jimmy comes back from the dead and he's got a fresh silk press? That has what happened beyond you already know, the girls. They got <laughs> the flower working, girl, at the crossroads. They got the heat of hell. And that, that, look, them ends are laid. That hair is laid from the root to tip. I need that they kind of using, look, so They're using good. the sweat of virgins to fucking moisturize their scalp. I bet you that that wrap ain't never lifted up. So <laughs> good. Curls bouncy. Just hair blowing in the wind, looking fresh. I was like, why did that? Now you didn't want to come back with your same hair. You said I had to do. I have to do something different for when I come back for my revenge. I gotta. I gotta do this. But you can't be looking for look revenge good. in the same fit that you died in. Oh hell no! Nah. You gotta step it up. Gotta oh, leave a statement good. on them. It Let the good. haters know That's you're it. doing good. <laughs> True. True. Jazz, you said you watched it like a couple years ago, but like, did all of y'all remember that this was a revenge story? Because like yes. the plot. Okay, the plot was <laughs> was a little uh, distant for me. I remember, like, the the teens are going to move in. They're going to try and renovate this place, all that. But all of Bones' actual background, that part I forgot. And I got to say, that's a pretty solid plot for what it is. And that's one of the big key points that going in, I was expecting the plot to be really bad, honestly. I was like, I don't remember what the plot is, but I don't think it was very good. Um, but after finishing up the movie, I was like, that was a that was a pretty good plot. Like it, it it didn't it didn't have a lot of like glitz and glamour on it by any means, but it was solid. It had a beginning, middle, and end. And it kind of said everything that I wanted to say. It was a good setup for why the character w- does what he does and wants what he wants. And I thought that was pretty good. I think people give that give this movie a hard time about the plot, and I don't think they should. Mm-mm. Yes, does it go wayward? like a son. Yes, it goes wayward. <laughs> but that that's neither here nor there. The main chunk, the meat of the movie makes a whole lot of sense. And everybody's motives are all very realistic. And then that's what Kat was saying earlier. Like, these are people you can relate to. You know somebody like Pinky. I know it's not Pinky, but you know somebody <laughs> like Clifton Powell. You know someone who's like trying to distance themselves away from the hood. You know somebody who's here like in the staple of the community. You know, they might do a little something here and there, but they doing it so they keep in the hood afloat. That's where, you know, Jimmy Bones comes in. You know, they got, always got a boo. 
tampering. And then you, the <laughs> cop, dirt, it's always a dirty cop. They always trying to flood the, you know, neighborhood with drugs and do, you know, trying to look out for themselves. It's always somebody who's trying to get a piece of that. Like, these mm-hmm. are pe- realistic characters that people can identify with. So I, again, it gets these low scores, but also at the same time, a lot of people who scored it were probably people who did not grow up in neighborhoods where they can identify with any of these people. So they might've been like, this is caricature. Oh, this is tropey. And I'm like, no, this is very, you, this is very close to home. I don't know what y'all talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Especially cause Snoop I- doesn't play characters. Snoop just plays Snoop. So that, you yeah. know, you know, bones came from a true place. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It probably was called, they probably had Snoop Dogg in the script at, and uh, with his lines. And he said, oh, just scratch that out and put bones. And like, oh, okay. But I, yeah, I like this plot. I like that it kind of starts as maybe a more stereotypical, oh, a group of teenagers are in a haunted house kind of a thing. And you're with that for a lot of it. That is kind of, that does feel like that's just the story for a while. And then you start to realize that there's more layers and more going on to it. And I enjoyed that. I think it's cool. I like that what they did with the revenge story because it's not just, oh, Jimmy, like Jimmy's pissed because he's dead. It's like Jimmy's pissed because the whole neighborhood went, they allowed his neighborhood to go to shit because they wanted money and they wanted, they were thinking about themselves And he was always thinking about more than that. And I like that it's this story of not only like bones dying and decaying, but this whole neighborhood has done the same Mm -hmm. as a result of this like traitor that wanted to get out of the hood and did and just left and went to a better neighborhood. And then, yeah, I think that that's a good idea. I think that that makes it deeper than... Mm-hmm. what it could have been because i think this really could have easily been a very surface level movie and maybe for some people it is but i agree i think it's those people that don't see that it's just because they don't relate or maybe they're just right. focusing on the like sillier parts of it but mm-hmm. i i think it has some like really good layers to it yeah i, I really like that the character of bones was almost tragic in a way because i think from my memory it really like felt like okay he's just the antagonist of this movie like that's all it is and then when you rewatch it like actually watch it you're like hold up he was kind of the good guy for a majority of the film it's really the the circumstances that happened upon him are what turned him into the vengeful spirit that he becomes later on exactly and not only this uh we were watching it again in the um in the clubhouse, we were watching it and we realized like that whole scene where he's getting stabbed up, this is giving Julius Caesar. Though mm. so it's like at two Brutus, like really? Like my dog, like my best friend, you stabbed me. My security guard, you stabbed me. All y'all stabbed me except for the love of my life. She the only one who didn't stab me because I made her stab me. She was definitely gonna die instead. And she was the only loyal one out of everybody, and that's why she ain't revealed a vengeance like that. But I'm like, wow. So one, you're giving me Giallo, you're giving me practical effects, you're giving me fucking Shakespeare. Y'all are haters. Y'all again. <laughs> y'all are fucking haters. Y'all didn't even take the time. You saw what it was and say, oh, these are black people. Fuck this shit. It's whatever. It's a Snoop Dogg movie, like you said earlier. And it's way more than that again. Mm-hmm. It also gives a little bit, I don't know if anybody else got, got these vibes, but it gives me kind of Black Nightmare on Elm Street a little bit. Mm-hmm. Some of it's very reminiscent of Freddy Krueger for me. Like even this, 
being attached to i mean we have all these shots of like the basement and like the broiler and all this stuff so that was very reminiscent but even kind of the way that bones moves not so much when he talks because when he talks again it's snoop but like the way he moves the way he operates the way he goes after people even though it's not in the dream world it's still got this dreamlike essence to it like the way that he's just everywhere that he needs to be or needs to go and his powers are kind of, you know, whatever he can think of. Oh, yeah. Because we never really get exactly what Bones can and cannot do. As soon as he's back, he's kind of just like, Bones is doing his thing. You don't really ask questions. It's just Bones being Bones. But (laughs) um, I feel, you know, Freddy Krueger is kind of like that, too. Like, when you're in the dream world, it's Freddy's world. Like, he's doing what he's going to do. Like, you can't really question it because his imagination is the weapon. So, yeah, that's very creative. And then on top of that. Yeah, and on top of that, it's like, okay, not only do we have dream powers, y'all created a vengeful spirit. Like, this it's given, you know, like how those Japanese ghost stories where you did all this shit and all this shit happened, so now you have, like, this literally manifestation of their anger and emotion as a spirit, so that's what's making them powerful. And again, y'all really fucked him over. You ruined his neighborhood. You gave him, you made him smoke crack. You stabbed him up. Yes, like y'all did so much. Y'all did him dirty. Like, and that's why it happens. It kind of reminds me of uh Tales from the Hood, that first story where y'all did all this mm. shit this dude, and he come mm-hmm. back and whoops y'all ass like the hitchhiker and creep show, literally run up <laughs> all in your car. You can't blow him up, you can't do nothing. So it's like you created that with what you did. Like your your actions created this vengeful spirit. So all their powers and all their hate and all their anger has, you know, come together to uh, really create a fist to knock your ass out. And that's what you get. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's, it's satisfying. Yeah, you're kind of like rooting it. for him at the end. Like once he's going on his hunt, you're like, yeah, go get these fools. Go ahead. You're just waiting the whole time. And then like, and and but I think even then too, you do see that, Bones, to a certain degree, does still have a bit of, like, a code, maybe a little bit of on. Because even, you know, Shotgun did betray him in a way, but not to the regard that everybody else did. And Bones, like, acknowledges that and says, like, oh, you're going to die, but, like, I won't make you go to hell. So Mm -hmm. we cool. Like, now we're cool once you're dead kind of a thing. Yeah, yo, shotgun straight up looking out that window for 20 years though. Like home homeboy ain't got nothing else to do. When you shoot <laughs> when you shoot, you live in a life. He shook like bones was still with him, but he knew he knew watching that house some wild shit was gonna happen. They saw that dog, they knew what was he always knew something was going on. Everybody knew what was going on. They, so you always see when people know somebody about to come at your door, they're gonna be looking left and right. <laughs> I'm just saying, shotgun. My man, there was no point you looked at that window that shotgun was not there. <laughs> also, my thing is, shotgun, you knew this happened, and you over here, and you know, this dog is wilding. I would have literally hopped on a greyhound and fled town. I would have rode off on a horse with no name. What are you talking about? <laughs> I would have been gone. You're you're still in this same, you're in this building across the street. What is your fucking problem? I know it's hard to get out the hood, but if you just gonna transplant to another city and be poor anyway, shit, you can live like this without that dog on your back, at least. <laughs> also, I have a problem with stray dogs. Cat knows, dogs with no leash or shit, Mm-mm, no thank you. I can't, I cannot. It's stressful. And that dog looked 
scary aggressive and like and the fact i now that's when i knew i said now tia has some privilege to find a dog <laughs> in a house that has somebody's mandible just bloodying on the floor find a dog and say you're coming home with me for the way why the, what the way they just disregarded man's half, half a jaw still i cannot believe because that that thing was fresh and gooey. You cannot tell me you did not know that that was the jaw of a man. I refuse to believe that. It was juicy. It was, it was juicy. juicy. <laughs> like, bro, this shit ain't even like decay all the way. Like, because if it really would have decayed, it would have been bone. Like, no, you are literally like, oh, this is a cat. This is this jaw is the same size as yours. Do you know? Have you met a cat before? Because, <laughs> like. No, no, they have not. That, yeah, that didn't make. I was like, okay, y'all really want this house to work out if you're willing to overlook that and just kick it to the side. And then they were feeding, and then have the audacity to bring in a stray dog and be feeding it just raw meat. Like you're not asking for it to to want to eat you and eat people. <laughs> I'm like, can you guys get some bags of dog food? Like pedigree, some imes, just just something normal. <laughs> Why are you feeding it chunks of raw meat and seeds? It seemed mm -hmm. to me, <laughs> I just or cheap ass dog food mixed with ground beef. And I'm just like, you ain't. If you was gonna give him the ground beef, you could have just upgraded the fucking dog food. You know what? I'm calling PETA. <laughs> Somebody get. I know animals do better with regular food, but it's really alarming to me that you bring him in, this stranger dog into your home and you're just feeding the dog chopped up, like, expensive um, meat goods from the grocery store. Like, also, is this not alarming to you that the dog is really into raw meat? Like, anytime you feed an animal raw meat, especially, like, actual other corp, like, pieces, like, it's, we talked about, we were talking about Gerald's grain. When people, when animals start eating, like, flesh and other stuff, they're not eating them kibbles no more, baby. It's going left. <laughs> they only about to eat the good stuff. And I do believe that animals believe, uh, need fresh food, but my man's is really fucking this food up, bro. Like, I don't really know. Mm -hmm. So, red flag right there. Slurping true, it true. down. And I'm sorry, if two people, I don't care if I think they're crazy or not, if two people who have lived in this neighborhood tell me to one shoot the dog and then two don't feed the dog and leave it alone bye goodbye sorry they don't got no praying grandmother nope they don't got a praying <laughs> grandmother telling them hey don't do that also that meat probably was 30 dollars now but you know back in the day it probably was like 10 because inflation well mm -hmm. actually because remember around this time well when it was made yeah but remember this time this is right after you know a lot of september 11th had happened so the price was going up baby like when it was made everything was gucci and then a year later it's over well not exactly. like this though the, these prices are wow. no, not like you can't even get no hell. chicken wings bro like the chicken wings <laughs> Yeah, bro, the chicken wings like thirty dollars for a bag, bro. Y'all are tripping. Mm -mm. I told you, you once, once gas hit four dollars here, I already even told my boss today, baby, you ain't about to see me. You start getting work from home. I'm going. I, I have a, over a hundred sick hours because I'm a teacher that never calls out. I will use them for the rest of the year. Do you think I won't? I will. I will be like, yeah, I won't be coming in in June. Thanks. Uh, that's done. Okay. Oh my gosh. But I I mean, what do you guys think of like like the his soul being in the dog and then the dog needing to eat? 
to Wonderful. bring him back to life. I was like, you know what? Yes. Yeah. Hellraiser. I'm here. That scene, that scene looked good. Where, mm-hmm. he, where he was growing He's back. back. As soon as his Snoop Dogg face snapped into place, I was like, yep, that's the one. That's what I was like. And I'm a big Hellraiser fan. So I was like, oh, yeah, using the blood and the meat and you regenerating and shit, gang shit. And that, that's one of my, I love a goopy scene. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but that body horror, that goopy ass shit, it looked like they just spray KY jelly and fucking jello everywhere. It's just fucking goop and shit. I'm like, yes, give me more. <laughs> I'm definitely becoming more of a fan of the like come back to life shots done mm-hmm. with practical effects. Like they they're just cool to look at. They're they're fun to watch. Uh Hell like Hellraiser is a great example. Like in this one too, it's just I guess they shoot it in reverse or however they mm-hmm. they shoot those, but like just seeing it go from bones and then seeing all the tendons come back and like all all the meat and all and then it turning into a real person. It's just such a fun effect that I feel like we don't really see anymore mm-hmm. because one, people don't want to pay for the practical practical effects to do that, and then I I think two, if you do it with CGI, it just doesn't have the same the same feel that these practical effects versions do. Like you can tell that they put the time and work into those, and I think every time you go back and watch them, even in these older movies, those scenes always hold up because just like I don't see this anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah 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 it does look even the the ghouls the little hell ghouls like that looks good too like i mean yeah you can talk clock, about the wall you can clock yes. the latex sometimes the big old latex yeah. wall the I, i'm gonna I'm be real i didn't like it at first but the more they used it the more i liked it because it they got better. i feel like they got better with it every time like the first one was a little like eh, to me and then the they, then you could tell it's cgi go ahead, go. i think is that what the it, first is that time you was? see it? It's CGI, and then it cuts in the middle of it. It cuts mm-hmm. from CGI to the real people. Mm-hmm. So, like once they start coming off the wall, it's real. <laughs> but before that, is CGI, and yeah, the CGI, it's it's giving cartoon. It definitely is. <laughs> like you can tell, but okay. it looks better. animaniac. <laughs> animaniac, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, but I agree. The moment they had like real people like pushing through the wall and like using it like that. That's when I liked it. I was like, okay, you could you could tell that they're doing practical effects here. It's that that is one thing with this movie for sure is like when they do switch from practical to CGI, you can tell real quick. Like it is a very stark contrast between the two, and the CGI did not hold up as well as the practical. We'll just kind of leave it there. <laughs> nope. 2001 jumped at you again. <laughs> 2001. We was we was trying to do a little too much with computers in 2001. You go back and watch these movies, you can tell. Yeah. Listen, it's ish, it was show. Yeah. <laughs> they were pushing the limits for sure. I feel like that's what that movie Pulse, I feel like that's what they wanted to do. Like what the, they do with the people in this movie, I feel like that's what they were trying to do in that, that Pulse movie. And it just didn't oh, work. Oh, yeah. Mm. And it didn't work. Pulse had a bigger budget. So so what happened? Oh, I was going to talk about um, Jeremiah. It's an, is, I think is an interesting character. And I liked that he was the villain. But like, you didn't know he was a villain. Like, you kind of knew. But then you don't really know until like an hour and 15 minutes in. 
And even for oh, go ahead, go ahead. It's Clifton Powell. You know his <laughs> ass did something. Wild. You know, as soon as he, you knew, but <laughs> okay. So to the general audience who have are not familiar with Clifton Powell movies, because he always plays the shaky character. Always, <laughs> Every, he may not be the murderer, but he's going to be a shaky character. And so when they're breaking down and they show him like, all right, like, you know, he's talking to Jimmy. We need to get him out of the hood, Jimmy. Like, I'm tired of slinging these drugs, baby. I'm brown here. But Jimmy's like, I'm going to stay on the block forever. And um, the dude is like, Jimmy's like, yeah, okay. Whatever you say, baby. It made me sick. Not only are you, you fucking, you fucking with 12 and the white <laughs> cops. Oh, no. Hey, hey, what's up, Jimmy? Hey, what's going on, bud? I got it all arranged for you tonight, Jimmy. Eddie Max gonna be there and off Kurupski too. Got it all laid out for you, baby. Well, they've got 12 minutes tops. Jimmy, trust me on this man. There's some big money behind this, baby. Not just big. I mean, big business big. Like big corporation big. Big government big, Jimmy. One word. Three little letters. Y-E-S. That's all it's gonna take. We can move out of this dump. Hit the big time. Big houses. Legitimate businesses. It works, baby. That's your dream. Not mine. I don't ever want to leave this street. Never. Status quo is totally cool with me, baby. I hear you, Jimmy. I'm with you, baby. Be good. All right, baby. Yeah, I hear you, Jimmy. You got all the status. And I ain't got nothing but the quote. Embarrassing. Mm-mm. Aren't you embarrassed? I just think he's a, he's a good example of a character who is so willing to turn their back on their own people to get themselves ahead and just forget and mm-hmm. smooth, just forget about them and not look back. And I'm like, not you living in this gated community mm-hmm. and acting like that street don't even exist anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he ain't from there. And that's so yeah. wild, but people live that way. And mm-hmm. I feel like part of it is a trauma response. Like if you have a certain, you live a certain way and you scrape your way to the, like, see sunlight and which is wild because I feel like in the hood you see sunlight there too it's not like this place is just fucking melancholy but also people like I want to distance myself away from that because success doesn't look like this success Mm -hmm. doesn't live here so I need to you know take whatever resources I can and eject Ocedo and -hmm. you know go link up with the people who are successful which are usually people who don't look like me and you know link up in their neighborhoods and link up with their you know because he's not even with no black woman like you I, I see what you did I seen you, um, you know, you, you, you literally changed up your whole style and left and was like, I'm nothing like I, it gives, I'm not one of these Negroes. Mm-hmm. It really gives that. Um, and there's plenty of people who are like that. Part of it is trauma response. Cause you, and you take in like, you know, notes from the white supremacy that you're fed and you're like, well, these people are lesser than people in the hood are like this. This people are like this. I got to pull myself up by the bootstraps and become this kind of person and assimilate to be successful, but in assimilating, they often one forget and two really just rob the hood of its resource and rob people around them and literally just drop them down and pull the ladder up. Like Mm -hmm. y'all can't Mm -hmm. get up here now. Yeah. And I will say that is something that I also like is that when we do those flashback scenes to like 1979, the, the, I like that they show it with like color and life Mm -hmm. and joy and laughter and like, People are living like, yeah, they might not have the same means as everybody else, but there is still joy found in that. And they're really vibing with each other. And like, 
enjoying each other's company. And then when you come to now and what it's become, it's like completely void of all of that life and color. And I think that that's a good, I love that they showed it like that because I do think there is a stereotypical way of showing like a hood or, you know, the bad side of town sometimes. And I love that that's, I, I think that gives it even more weight to say, no, we did used to have these moments that were amazing. Like you just always wanted more. And that's your, like, if that's what you wanted, that's fine. But why'd you have to like break down everybody else to get that? Mm. I I love that that was, that was the subtext of most of this movie. And I think that that's a very strong subtext to just base the movie on in the first place. Like all y'all said, it's such a relatable thing. I think especially like in early 2000s and whatnot, showing people of color in two situations, either you're struggling in the hood or you've gotten so successful that you don't know the hood no more. Like like there's no in between. And I think when you go to the extreme of like people like living in the hood or like living below their means or some some shit like that, um, it's always shown with like what we see in the present day hood and bones where it's like it's all gray it's bleak there's nothing there there's no life there's no nothing where it's like there are people who are living without cash money and still living very happy lives living in very colorful and happy communities and just living the best life that they can live by their means but we i think a lot of us growing up did not get to see a lot of that unless we lived it because that's not something that you see portrayed on TV. That's not something that you see portrayed in movies. They don't want you to see that. They want you to see either you're struggling here or you're like us over here. And I think that is very responsible for creating that sort of rift between the between people in their own culture, thinking that they can't be one thing while still being this other thing that they're striving for. It's like these two things can coexist. They can be one and the same. Um, but again, we didn't really get to see that. So it is really nice that even in a movie like Bones, you can see that conversation being had and being shown and like a, Hey, it's not, it's not as black and white as you think when it comes to like, um, what is happening in the hood or like what is happening with these people and how they're living. It's like, there's more nuance to it than what you may have just seen on your TV screen, you know? No. Yeah. I agree with that. And I think that shows even with Patrick and Bill because they like, you know, they make fun of Shotgun. They make fun of Pearl before they realize that Cynthia's like super fine. And then all of a sudden they want to be helping her. Mm-hmm. And it's this idea, yeah, that they even have this. They already have made up their mind about the people that live in this area. And I think if it wasn't for Cynthia, that that even that that wouldn't have changed for either one of them. Yeah. But I will say this club, I would go. I would have gone. <laughs> I would have gone to that club. It it was giving haunted house club. And I was like, it might have been a vibe. I would have left early though. I'll tell you that much for free. I would have gone. I would have checked it out and I probably would have left. It's definitely giving Blade Two where they pulled up to was a house of pain or some shit. It, it's definitely giving that kind of party. The party looked like a good time, but it definitely looked like either there are vampires or maggots here, mm-hmm. and I don't want parts of either one. No, thank you. I will be parking lot pimping outside. All right. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's a this is gonna be a hard no for me. I I saw I was like, I ain't going in that building. I don't care how crunk the fucking party in there is. I don't wanna be in no place where there ain't no fucking fire exits. What what, mm. what kind of shit is this? And that's like true. I don't know if y'all clock this, but I was really paying attention during that club scene. Why is it all white people? For every like two black people, there's at least fifteen white people. And I felt like this might have been an oversight <laughs> just <in ter> just <laughs> by casting and what they were trying to do at this point in the movie. Well, okay, you're right. But also they probably were like, this is an up-and-coming neighborhood. Oh, God. They're starting to gentrify <laughs> this. And they called all their white friends to come to the party because clearly they're in their little group member, there's two non-black people. And you know they got friends who are definitely non-black. But also, like, look at where he came from. Yeah. Look at, think of the schools he went to and stuff like that and the businesses he's in. He's probably around people with money and usually those people are not black like but they have to say that everybody who's black is poor but in that time and it's even still today like there is disparity you know with wealth so nine times a ten you got all these wealthy people you he probably called all his little friends and was like i got a club y'all come in we, we about to be on the um on the on the mic come through and you know them people was you know it was a mixed crowd as we would like to say <laughs> I mean, the audacity of them even making this club, though, after finding Bones' bones in the basement is beyond me still. I know we ain't touching too much on the plot points here. Like, we get it. But also, y'all, y'all knew better. That was a clear time to just be like, all right, this project's done. We're done with this, right? No, it's packing. Call the police. Call the police. This is a crime scene, baby. You found a corpse. You found bones, bruh. Yo, give me some light. Hello. Who are you? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'd like you to meet Jimmy Bones. What are you talking about? This is a story of this is a story of Jimmy Bones. Black as night and hard as stone. Gold plated deuce like the king of Siam got switchblade loose and a diamond on his head. Dude, there's a switchblade and there's a diamond, man. I'm telling you. Tell you telling me this could be him or not? Damn, it's so fresh. Lord, put that thing down. What are you doing? You can't take that. Might be evidence. Evidence of what? Gee, Patrick, doesn't it seem a little odd to you that he would stab himself in the chest and then bury himself too? Yeah, I agree. What you have to do, Patrick, is call the police. Right. You know, for someone so cute, you're so stupid sometimes. Call the police. We don't get a permit. Well, we can't just leave, can we? Yes, we can. What? We ain't going nowhere. Look, we will deal with this after the weekend. Let's go! Let's go! Get out of here. We got Maurice. Get Put your fingers all over. Maurice, I'm gonna leave you down here. Nope, it's time to turn it into the club. It's actually very on brand because how many buildings you find out be what there was one thing and next thing you know, it's a high rise or something else. It's gentrification in real time, baby. Okay. Even if that wasn't his intent. Because I know he was like the um, what's the character's name? It'll come to me. But the son was definitely bought the building because he's trying to like you know listen, dad. Like we can go back to the hood. You need to be giving back to your neighborhood. Like I don't know why mm -hmm. you want to act like you're not you know connected to this place at all. It's really smelly. This is ugly behavior. Mm -hmm. You need to be giving back to your community. And Clifton Powell's like, I'm not having it. This is not <laughs> it. <laughs> Get your ass out of here. We're buying this shit back here. Go. Like he is. Just, he is shook. He's like, I gotta get some garlic alone. <laughs> So ain't no club. I mean, yes, it's a club, but he's pissed every day. Why the fuck did you buy this building? I don't want to come back here. Because Jimmy is waiting for you in the basement. 
He wants mm-hmm. to have a meeting with you. He wants to have me with the security guard. He wants to have me with everybody mm-hmm. as he should. Mm-hmm. Time's up. As he deserves. So now, done. do we think that it is Clifton's fault that our boy Bill had that half Jamaican accent through this movie? <laughs> Anybody want to talk about that? You know what? No comment. <laughs> Just, I don't know who wrote that. That's all I need to know. Why did that happen? Poor Kay. That's all I got to say. Why? Who's the reason? This man had a three Jamaican line quota to fit into his script somewhere. Every two lines, he was slipping to the accent. I'm like, my child, what are you, what are you doing? No for one no, asked for this for no reason. No, I thought maybe no. it was some plot point that I missed, but no, I ain't which got that. One? I ain't got no answers. Wait, which character was slipping? Bill. Oh, Bill was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dang, man. Every time I saw Bill, I just kept thinking of him in a uh, seventeen again. Yes. <laughs> so maybe that's why I wasn't. Nah, Bill, I wasn't listening. Bill in the way was that smooth I was slipping from "What's Good" to "Wagwan" like every two <laughs> no, two sentences, no. and I was like, "What? For what reason?" <laughs> oh, He's everybody, baby. He got given to me. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing everything. It's a lot of personalities in me, so I just feel like this. Yes. It's playing in the background. This is me over here. Y'all looking at me. <laughs> Look at him with these outfits. Oh my god. That's like Maurice. Maurice is consistently doing the Very most. Much. The most. The, the, when he when he was staring a black woman in her face and said, if you need a little diversity in you, I'm right here. <laughs> no. What? No. Say it again with your chest, because I <laughs> I must have misheard you. I was like, "How are you gonna say that? How?" Yeah, okay. I didn't. I didn't even blink when either of those characters died. I gotta be real with you. No, I was unfazed. No, no. I mean, they could take a first class trip to hell, honestly. Because <laughs> girl, girl, what is your problem? He says so much random shit. Like, I'm the future, baby. Look at me. Shut your ass up. And this is what you get. It's what she deserves. Terrible. <laughs> Just torn all the way up. I was like, what? We knew. We did know that Maurice was going to be the first to go. It had to It had to happen. That way. You're going to steal Bones' ring and oh, break his finger off? The disrespect, on, yeah. And wear it at the party? Now, in his house. In his own house. Ha- nah. That's the thing. I mean, that's the thing with the Bones character, though. Like, the more you watch this movie and the more you pay attention, you're just like, yo, Bones, get these fools, man. Everybody out here wilding in this story. Like, somebody needs to come in and lay the fucking smack down on them. And Bones is here to do that. Now, I will... Let me ask you all this. That scene with Cynthia in the bed. Yeah. What's going on? What's going... Because is that Bones? (laughs) Is that Bones? Incest? A little bit? Maybe? Okay. It can't be. It can't be. It is. I'm stressed. Here's so... I... I, I, (laughs) Every time I see it, it just went off not too long ago. And I'm just like, okay, did you not know that this was your daughter? Like, maybe in your ghost realm, you only exist in this house. So you don't know anything that it, I'm not, I'm not capable for it. But like, maybe they didn't think that far because I'm also just like, Mr. Bones. Hey, 
this is your daughter. What is going on? Like, you can't, you can't be doing that. She's like, who knows? He touched on the coochie. This is not it. No, please. Like, I'm just like yelling. So y'all ain't even, but this is me sitting up here like this. Kathleen, I just thought, well, well, a few things. I don't, maybe because I don't know how the dead work there, but you know, in a lot of other stories, the dead know everything. So it's kind of wild that he wouldn't know. Two, we also see the house is linked to like the uh, underground, the world of the dead. So I wonder if those other souls are doing that too. Like the house is overall haunted. Because that in my mind, I'm hoping that, but I feel as though that you was trying to touch your daughter, but and I ain't like that. I ain't like that. That was dirty. It was smelly. I'm, I'm walking with you. Maybe it was. I hope that is the, you I know, hope. Ernest Dickerson, please explain. Because I... I hope... It's God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think that that was someone else just coming up, coming up and doing too much. And then maybe... Bones was like, hey, reeling in or something. I don't know, because it just was weird to me that it seemed like it was his spirit flip-flopping around at that time. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of slunk. But then it was was like he was pretending to be Patrick for a good old minute to get into the bed. It's Bones, y'all. The more I talk about it, it's Bones. No, no, he was (laughs) wilding. He's fucking wilding. It was him. Oh, yeah. I don't think they thought that through, y'all. To be fair, mm. like I mean, he possesses her at the end. He, does. I don't, he he don't really care about her. He really don't. I mean, he does, but like he didn't know her. He don't know her. I think it's all about. That the don't connection. make it right. That don't it make don't it make right. It. It's still oh, fucking weird. No, no, weird. no, no. We're not excusing. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't think he he just. I think it's just a means to an end for him. Yeah, there was the there was like the seance scene happening at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder how much of that is supposed to be like uh maybe he thought it was like Pam Greer's character, all that. I don't really buy that per se, but I just know that those two things were happening in tandem. It was strange to me that they were doing like this seance ritual shit. But then it was affecting stuff that was happening at the house anyway. So, like, it was still a weird plot point to me because she was very much communicating with Bones. Like, she even did the knock-knock. Like, are you talking to them or are you talking to me? Like, you're talking to me and all this stuff. But I don't know. Maybe that's just one of them scenes that could have been cut. Mm. And then we could have just moved on with our lives because... It was confusing <laughs> and uncomfortable, and I didn't like any of those feelings during that scene. Just like a Jalo film, just throwing something <laughs> in, it don't make no fucking sense. They're like, "Yeah, look at this. This is mildly connected." All right, bye. Another scene, huh? You didn't even need this. <laughs> like that is definitely on on brand mm-hmm. for those kind of movies. I feel like they just wanted to have her doing that swimming in blood on the bed scene. It's really all all it was culminating to is like we got the budget for this scene we gonna shoot it we gotta make it make sense somehow we got the budget we got the blood Mm -hmm. and we got bianca so and that was the most realistic looking blood of of the bunch too looking back at it i'm like y'all y'all could have used some of that for the rest of the film i'm sorry i said i wasn't gonna talk about the blood no more no you you okay you find the magazine just got popped off and i looked i'm like oh with the dog face I can't with the maggots. I hate the maggots. Ooh. I hate them. Some of them are clearly rice. Some of them are clearly <laughs> rice. It's okay. I'll take that because what's that movie when the, the maggots just kept 
is two movies. They just kept what is City of the Dead. It's yes. another one. Mm-hmm. Suspiria. And not even that. Mm-hmm. It's another um Fucci film. So it's probably three of probably them. The, it's probably the Beyond or House by the Cemetery. It could be either one. It's Maggots oh, and all of the films. Yeah. I had love hate a magazine. God, I'm grossed out. Yes, I love it, but oh, I'm sick to my stomach. Yikes. Oh, I'm yeah. not gonna stop watching it. It was a lot. It was a lot. I was fine with the the maggots throwing up. It was when they fell onto the food. Oh, yeah. When, when, when my guy took a bite of that pizza, nah, mm. I lost my dinner. That one was that was a bit. And then the raining. That first the raining of the maggots to me was worse than the, the dog throwing up the maggots. And it was just they just looked so heavy. <laughs> and I didn't like that. They have a, weight to them, and I don't like a bug that has weight. I'm gonna I'm have to hard disagree with you there. That that dog throwing up, I did not need to see that. <laughs> I don't need to see it again. I, I do not, I I do not like funny. these magazines. You know? <laughs> they were in his mouth. I always have a fear of things going into my ears because I mm-hmm. happened to me as a kid. Not a maggot. I, I ant crawled into my ear at a very young age, and I could hear it crawling. My mom oh. like got it out because you know nails. She was like, I got but ever since then trauma so i don't like nothing like i'm like oh no the bugs are gonna get in my ears because that's a very real fear and i just like the maggots are gonna crawl in my ears no oh yeah that oh i just can't imagine honestly not even on a movie low but just like being an actor and having them put maggots on you just having to sit there oh god damn Nope. My soul will leave my body. <laughs> you know they're not paying enough. You ain't no fucking way. You got the point. What? <laughs> no. Never in this movie. And they just need two more zeros in my paycheck before I even think about putting the maggots on me. No, sir. I don't do bugs, so that I, they would have had to cut me. I'm not in the movie. <laughs> so I'm out. Mm-mm. Maggots or cockroaches, I'd be like, ah. Yep. Hard. You might no. have to pass. You're gonna have to pass on me. Unfortunately. Um, but in the in the realm of maggots, uh, and kind of we're we're nearing the close here. I'm kind of curious, how do y'all feel about the kills overall in this movie? Because we do get some kills, and <laughs> some of them some of them are better than others. But how did what was y'all general feelings on the kills in this film? They're all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I mean they are. I did enjoy the beheading of what is that guy's name with the curly hair and the um. He had oh, the croonies. Eddie, Eddie Mac. Eddie Mac, because he kept talking shit even after his head was gone. <laughs> He's like, why you got to do that, bro? You ain't even got to be like that. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I know someone who would probably make these kind of jokes in this situation, although their head is, you know, off of their body. And I was like, his death was a fun time because he was like, I'm going to just throw your head in here by itself. Bye. I'm like, I ain't got no body, bro. I have no agency in what happens to my head. Oh, no. <laughs> that is fucked up. Also, with, uh, I keep calling him Pinky. I know his name is Jeremiah. Uh, but yeah. him pushing him in and out of the thing was like, look at here. Ha, 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 ha. Look at here. Ha, 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 ha. I'm going to put you in there for real now, dog. Bye. And push his ass in there. That's what you get. That it's what she deserves. Uh, those are really the kills. Because other ones were like, what did he even do to that cop? I can't even remember. It wasn't very... It, yeah, he got justice, but it he wasn't just... super memorable. Well, he, put a, just... he, he put the, like, the crack oh, yeah. pipe in his mouth. And he then like yeah. seal his mouth, away shut his mouth and started mm-hmm. to carve his ass like a like a Thanksgiving turkey. We didn't get to see it, 
So it kind of like cut away, but he was he was getting on his saw shit for sure. Because okay. I'm like, I always forget about that. But again, because it's off screen. So you see, I do remember the mouth. And I'm like, oh, wow, I don't really remember because he doesn't really cut him up, up on screen. I need to see that <laughs> on screen. He deserves it. He's the cop. He's the pig. Come on. Yeah. Give me that. Plus, he played he played a pig real. I hated him the whole fucking movie when he's talking about talking about her daughter or, or who oh, was yeah. it? Oh his yeah, his daughter. Yeah. Let's talk about his daughter. I was I was about to jump into the movie and slap him. I was like, and sir. Some, and why was he eating that popsicle like that? That's what had me uncomfortable. <laughs> he was eating it like it wasn't cold, and something about that made me feel. Mm. Made me feel weird. No, he's weird anyway because that the prosthetics they put on him were clearly awful. <laughs> like I don't know if it was because when I first watched it, it was on like a DVD or a VHS or some shit, but watching it like streaming, I was like, "Is that wow? We can see the prosthetics." Also, I'm mm-hmm. over the trope of they're eating their feelings and we're gonna put a fat suit on them. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. Don't do mm-hmm. that. Please. There are so many things y'all could have did. He didn't have to be drink or eat. He could have just, you know, been... There's so many ways to show that he's dealing with guilt or fear of what he did and or he's chasing his demons. You don't have to have him eating cupcakes every time we see him. Come on. And eating donuts and stuff. Yeah, because it didn't seem like he was guilty or... He seemed like he was fine. He was mm-hmm. chilling. He was smooth chilling. So, um... They and he was already gross. Like he could have just been a greasy, sleazy guy, um, and then they wouldn't have had to do all that for the prosthetics, and we wouldn't have clocked that. But he still played it. I mean, the actor, like, I'll give it to him because he did a good job, and he it probably would have been nice to see him like all his facial expressions and stuff without the the prosthetics on there. Oh, I was just good with seeing him go. The moment he left, I was I was happy. I was excited. I was a- a huge fan yeah as soon as he put his head in there or like picked his head up and like was ready to put him in there i was like this is this is the moment we've been waiting for mm-hmm. and you know what it was and then we see his head again and that oh, yeah. was when cool, it's like all I morphed thought. and everything mm-hmm. i love that i love that practical effect that did look dope i did like that mm-hmm. and and one one other quick thing to throw in there before just talking about the ending is um i don't know if i'm the only person who felt this way Snoop Dogg did a really good job acting wise. I gotta yes, say, I gotta say, like I was, I was really watching the performance. And granted, we're playing like a, a, a sideways step from Snoop Dogg in general, but you can tell that he is committed to these scenes. He is committed to portraying whatever emotion he's supposed to portray. Like he, he gives his a game. In this performance, and not enough people give Snoop credit for this. I'm, I'm gonna Absolutely. put my hat in there. Yeah, I'm walking with you. I really liked in Horror Noir where they um had Ernest Dickerson talking about this movie a little bit, and he was talking about how excited Snoop was to kiss Pam um to kiss Pam, Pam and Drew. I was like, that's so cute because yeah. like he's like he had a crush on her his whole life, and mm-hmm. he used to be in a movie with her, and I'm like, that's so cool. You could tell like he really he really put his foot into this role. Snoop Dogg's Hood of Horror. Mm, but this movie, this movie, <laughs> he did that. He had the, um, mm-hmm. they had the bundles popping. Yes. I don't even know how much was bundles, honestly. Did he grow his hair for this role? <laughs> like, what is really going on? Like, it was just, I don't know, little to no filler. Honestly, Snoop was playing himself. He's been playing a role he's always wanted to play. 
a 70s version of himself coming back for vengeance. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah, I'm no, I agree. I liked I liked it. I thought and it fits the movie. He fit the the vibe of the role. And especially because I feel like what I was worried about was I couldn't remember how he did once he was back for revenge. I felt it. I felt it. I was mm-hmm. like, yep, he wants he's coming for them and he wants them to die. And I also really like the ending bit where he is with his daughter and Pam Greer again. Like I felt the emotions I was meant to feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he the, did that. They did not have to give my man's the vampire in Brooklyn treatment though, with the transformation. The chiseled no. cheeks. Why? Why do we keep doing that? Why do we keep doing that? Like I don't. He was fine the way he was. We did not need vampire bones at the end. That shit was <laughs> unnecessary. That, I mean, yeah, they didn't really didn't have to do that. I feel like they did that in Vamp also. Like, let's just transform their whole face. And I'm like, I mean, I do like animalistic kind of creatures but he's also not a vampire right so i don't know why (laughs) i mean he's a demon i guess or a wraith or whatever kind of entity they don't really explain which is fine i don't need that explanation it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. uh but he could have just been snoop yeah and he was because i was working for me the whole time yeah when he turned around and he had the the cut crease on the cheeks. I, I mean, I, I forgot <laughs> that that happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's pretty fat. Like he's not really like that for very long. So it's, it's whatever. But yeah, I did just enjoy seeing him, be himself. But I bet you he had a ball, having that makeup on though. Yeah, he, he looked pro- like he was loving it. <laughs> mm-hmm. They they disrespected my homeboy Patrick though, just spinning his ass around for a full <laughs> minute straight while they had a full conversation. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> they out here, Pam and Snoop having this serious ass moment. And Patrick just behind them, swimming like a goddamn dreidel. <laughs> Patrick is going through it for the last like four minutes of this movie. He's fighting for his life the whole he re- time. He really <laughs> is. Um, I am. I don't know how y'all felt. I didn't mind the ending of like how they how they beat Bones. I was like, I, I was cool with it for like the rest of the movie. Them just burning the dress. Um, you could have probably taken the dress off. I'm gonna throw that out there as like a thing. You might not have had to die, but you know semantics. Um, personally, I did not like the the um, possession at the end though. The gotcha a, moment. Yeah, oh, I just yeah. I, I couldn't I couldn't do it. It just I, I let I let my guard down for the rest of the movie. I was like, I'll accept all this stuff here, but the possession at the end, I just I couldn't get with it. Um, I mean, it wasn't that bad. I mean, of course, always the movies in the early odds, they got to do the gotcha because they need to set up their sequel. And I feel like instead of doing that, they could have straight up killed Bones. She could have left, turned back, and seen her mama in the um, in the window mm. because now she has now become a ghost in this mm. house. And that could have been, you know, maybe it didn't need to be this. We don't need a sequel for this, but that could have been the ending where okay, the haunting continues because some kind of spirit is still here. We've created a new one. I feel like that one would have been better, and it would have been a different spirit. It would have been sadness, maybe not vengeance, you know, because the mama didn't seem so angry about shit. Um, 
I do like the burning of the dress, although it gives very supernatural kind of, you know, the supernatural series. Like, oh, we got to burn the thing. It's like, we might as well put salt around the door and the window seal. <laughs> shit. We might as well, you know, do the, you know, roundabout stuff that you do when you're trying to protect yourself from some kind of entity. But again, I wasn't too mad about it because so many movies do the gotcha at the end. Ah, it's a fresco. Whatever. It's fine. It's two seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I actually didn't mind it so much in this movie. And I think it makes sense because it's like if the blood is the issue, then technically she does have his blood. So I I can see it. I guess the only thing that I, I was like, eh, is that I was really rocking with Bones' revenge up to that point and him possessing her seems like a, it then it starts to be like oh so what he's just like he he's on a power trip now or what's the plan now he's really gonna be he's really gonna take over his daughter that's the only part where i'm like i almost prefer nope never mind because i was about to say i would almost prefer if he took over patrick but then he'd be dating his daughter and that is weird <laughs> so never mind um yeah i don't know because that's the only thing where i'm like really with bones on his revenge because it's it has weight behind it and emotional weight. And I totally get where he's coming from and I'm rooting for him. But then I stop rooting for him in that moment, unless he's just planning on killing Patrick and then like peacing out. But which is which could be he might be like, all right, bye. After he does that. <laughs> Maybe I just feel like they had some leftover maggots and they're like, we could fit <laughs> one more scene in there. So <laughs> got to. We just got to sprinkle these little maggots. We got them for today. <laughs> We might as well get our money's worth because you know there's a like they hire people to wrangle the mm-hmm. Mang- and I'm like, wranglers i'm gonna vomit y'all i'm really gonna throw up because <laughs> this is too much like i just pictured you having like a maggot on your arm because it forgot to go in the cup and i'm throwing up because they uh, lay eggs i can't uh, i don't care if you're in the larvae state you still lay eggs <laughs> i don't care disgusting no, 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 no. Oh, my gosh. Well, as you guys know, we always rate the movies out of something from the movies. Um, so do you guys have any anything you'd like to throw out that you would like to use for our rating system? Or throw up. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we, throw, we, could, I say, we could throw maggots in there. Ooh, do y'all want to rate it out of silk presses? Because oh, oh that's honestly, better because I was thinking exaggerated blood buckets, but silk presses. Better. <laughs> I'm I'm vibing with silk presses. That's I'm a good down. one. I'm down for silk presses. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, as our guests, would you like to go first with rating, or would you like one of us to go first? Is it out of four or five? Out of five. Five. Okay, out of five. All right, I, I on my mind, I will do it raw. It's definitely <laughs> like a 3.5 to 4 out of 5 because mm-hmm. one, it's iconic. Two, it's it understood the assignment it was trying to do. Like some people think that these movies have to be like these perfect movies or they have to do all this stuff and they have to have, you know, the psychological thriller and it has to be perfect. No, I don't think that. What did this movie come to do? Did it do it? Mm-hmm. How close did it get to that mark? That's how I rate movies, not based on what everybody else did or what you think it should have done. And it has its problems, but the when you consider the weight of the story, the budget, honestly, and the rewatchability, 
it's it's a really good time. I'm definitely going up for the mm, 3.5 or the 3.75 out of five stars. Very close to four. Uh, again, like it's just mainly those cho- like the incest choices, some of the dialogue, you know, that, that really takes the points. But everything else is really chef's kiss, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm gonna give it four out of five silk presses. Um, nostalgia. Hey. I don't give a damn what y'all talking about. Um, the shaky stuff is the only reason why it's not a five out of five for me. Uh, the replay value is there. I watch this movie just fucking because. So can't speak for the rest of y'all, but I'm pr- I'm pretty much playing ban- bones from my house. My partner said we can't watch that no more because. I- <laughs> 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 I'm like, let's watch the movie, not bones again. <laughs> so it's 4.5 silk presses for me. It's all about the revenge and why the hair is laying in the wind, honey. Y'all are sick. Get into Jimmy Bones. Cliff the Powell is wilding. The storyline is fire. Uh, two, uh, 9 9 2000 randomness. Chef's kiss. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Very okay. Nice. Uh, I'll go. Okay. I'll, you know what? I'm going to say for me, 3.5 silk presses out of five. Uh, mostly because I admittedly went into this movie expecting it to be bad. Like, I set my expectations lower because I was like, let me not be too harsh on this movie. Let me just watch it for what it is. And you know what? After doing that, I definitely was like, you know what? This movie is not as bad as I remember it being. Matter of fact, it's actually pretty good. And I agree with the rewatchability of this. Like, I could watch this another 10 times. Like, this this is such an easy movie to put on, have fun with. And, yes, it's got the nostalgia. It's iconic. It's got everything that you want from an early 2000s movie. And I'm going to say it one more time. It's not as bad as you remember. For anybody who was like <laughs> me, it was like, yeah, that was not a good movie. Check it out again. Uh, worth watching. So, yeah, 3.5 out of 5 silk presses. Noise. Um, I'm gonna do I mean I'm right around there too. I was gonna give it a 3.6 out of five silk presses. I disagree. I agree with everything you guys said. I just think it's a lot of fun. It's a good watch. It's a great movie to throw on when you're like, I'm just in the mood to watch a horror movie. Like, this is a great movie to go to for that. I felt the same way about Demon Night, where I was like, this is just a movie that I would just throw on, just to have on. And I think I I prefer that movie, I think, as a whole more so i can't give this one up as much as i gave that one but yeah it's a good time i think that the story is fun even if it doesn't always make sense like i don't really care i think the acting is is good and i love the like the flashbacks the homages i think it's all like it's all great yeah i think as a whole it's not like it doesn't always hit in the way that I want it to hit. There's a couple of things where I'm like, this probably could have been cut or like reworked a little bit and it would have been better. But at the end of the day, I just, I don't really care too, too much. But yeah, 3.6 silk presses out of five. Well, that was Bones, y'all. Thank right. you. Thank you again for discussing it with us today. Yes. <laughs> We, yes, we had a good time. Yes, we also had a blast. And before we do our regular little outro, etc., do you guys want to let the homies know where they can find you, what you're doing, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Okay, well, you can find me. Okay, no, you can find us uh, <laughs> at Girl That's Scary on Twitter, on Instagram. We also have a website, www.girlthatscary.com. Um, you can also pull up 
on our clubhouse. We got a Patreon, you know, patreon.com back forward slash, not backslash. Girl, that's scary for the bonus content. You know, pull up on us. We got all kinds of stuff popping up. And this whole month, we've had um, all kinds of stuff for Black History Month. So all kinds of panels, interviews. So you can pull up to the Dread Central website and check out all of that stuff. So especially if you're looking for content creators, okay? Black mm-hmm. content creators, you can definitely pull up there. And we had cool panels and stuff like that. Also, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I know what day this comes out, but um, y'all gonna hear this. We gonna send you here. We have a panel with Professor Du, Tanana Reeve Du, coming out very soon um, where we talk about Black storytelling. So, you know, check up on that if you're trying to get some book recommendations and stuff like that, too. Mm-hmm. And-, and pull up on that thing we did with Homies of Horror because you already know what the fuck going on, per. That's it. <laughs> mm, that's on per. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, please, homies, go check them out. I'm sure that many of you have already. But if you haven't tapped into them, then now is the time. Um, As usual for us, you can find us on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or if you want to chit chat a little bit more in depth, you can slippity slide into our discord. The link for that is in our social media bios. You can also suit us over an email at homiesofhorror at gmail.com. And it's Monday, which means we're on Twitch. We're playing spooky games. We're drinking. We're talking. So if that's something that you want to get into, then you can also find the link for that in our social media bios as well. And this goes for um us and Girl That's Scary. But um, guys, give a little sassy rating and review. If you feel like it, you can do both on Apple Podcasts. And then you can also rate now on Spotify. So if you're loving what you're hearing and you want to let us all know and you have accounts for that, then please, ratings and reviews. We love them. We appreciate them. But that's it for us, y'all. Thank you for joining us for Black History Month. Um, We so appreciate it and enjoyed talking to you guys. And thank you all for listening. And yeah, we'll be catching you next time, homies. Catch you later. Catch you later, homies. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.